Hi everyone and welcome to Intuition Talks. So this week I wanted to talk a bit about uh, our perceptions and and the limited view of the world that we have as human beings. So we're probably all aware that we have our physical senses and our subtle senses, but we do tend to live in the world of looking and seeing the world through our physical senses. So like our physical sense of sight, we can kind of see um, red through to blue in the spectrum. We can't see the ultraviolet and we can't see the infrared at the other end because the wavelengths are either too short or too long for the human eye to see. So in the huge spectrum of everything we see, our physical sense is a very small portion of what's actually around us. And then the same with all our other senses. Our physical wiring of the body is only set up for certain wavelengths. And in fact, all the information coming through your eyes, your nose, your mouth, <laughs> your mouth, <laughs> your feelings and everything, and your hearing, as the information comes in through your physical senses, it's exactly the same data. I used to be a um, network engineer kind of expert and look at data networks and packet switching and all this kind of stuff you know how your mobiles work and basically all the data comes in in the same way in the same form it just has a different label on it so that your brain knows if it came through from your eyes or from your ears etc so it's actually the brain that interprets that and sees the data and goes oh that's come from my eyes therefore I'm going to interpret I saw that and I'm going to turn it into a picture isn't that bonkers? So, <laughs> you know, even though we're physically wired to see things, the brain still gets to get in there and change things and manipulate, potentially. And in fact, it does. It's always manipulating and distorting and changing what we're seeing around us, what we're hearing around us. And so how can we ever know that we're truly seeing the truth of what's going on around us? We just can't. And part of the reason why it's good to get therapy and, you know, do the work and things is to clear the filters off of our senses because our beliefs and things are going to distort what we get, what we information we pick up. So like our brains get billions of bits of information every single second. And there's no way we can be consciously aware of the billions of bits of information. So the brain looks at everything going on and it gives you a snapshot of a small segment so that you're consciously aware of what you're seeing and hearing and feeling around you, etc. It gives you a small snapshot of it, which it, what it thinks is important for you to see. Now, how does it, in such a short space of time, filter out all the other stuff? And know what it wants to feed back to you. I mean, that's an incredible process. How on earth we can say that we understand that? I don't think we can fully. <laughs> you know, the scientists are still working out bits how the brains work. Um, <laughs> and it's probably beyond that. So uh, we could talk about this for years. But, uh, you know, keeping it simple, you know, the brain is going to distort and manipulate things. Now, one of the key things is your brain wants you to know that you're not going mad. It wants to keep you sane or at least think that you're sane. So it, when it goes through all of that data that's coming in, it is going to look at all the data 
and it's going to filter things based on giving you something and information that backs up what you expect to see. So if you have a strong belief system about how the world is, it is going to look at all of that data and it's going to source things that are going to feed back to you information that's going to validate your model of the world. So, so we say when I'm teaching, if we have someone walk down a road and they have a strong belief system that the world is a dangerous place and they walk down that road, their brain is going to feed back information about that street based on that viewpoint. So it's going to feed back the information that there's some broken glass on the street and maybe there's a knife flying down and, you know, there's a bit of broken curbstone and, oh, look, there's clouds. It's going to probably rain in a minute. And, oh, look at that, you know, that man over there. He might be really dodgy. You know, it's going to filter down the information to back up the belief system that the world is a dangerous place. Now, we can have another person walk down the same street in the same moment and if they believe the world is a really happy, wonderful, lovely place, they're going to get the information sent back to them that matches that. So they're going to see the flowers and the sun creeping in behind the clouds and or creeping out <laughs> and, you know, and the little girl giggling. You know, they're going to just see a completely different view of the same street. Now, if we don't have a strong belief system either way, we have like just preferences instead of strong beliefs, we can walk down the street and see all of that or at least be open to seeing it all. So, you know, our viewpoints and our beliefs really do shape what we observe in the world. And they, you know, they've proved this time and time again. There are loads of videos you can watch on YouTube and test out your... Um, ability to um, notice things and observe things and see things because as soon as you start distracting your brain you can miss out a lot of what is going on there's a classic one that you can google quite easily um, it's it's <laughs> it's an experiment where there's a video there's a load of people in white t-shirts and another colored t-shirt and basically they're playing basketball and at the beginning of the video, it says, right, count how many times the ball is passed between the white team. I think it's the white team. So the video starts and it's like a couple of minutes of them all running around. So you have to keep an eye on them all. And, you know, there's people passing a ball between them all. And you have to, you know, you're counting how many times the ball gets passed between the people in the white T-shirts and ignoring the others. Now... It sounds a really boring video, really, doesn't it? So you get to the end and go, okay, 18 or whatever it is. <laughs> now, some people, halfway through the video, just start laughing. And everyone else is just concentrating on the video. And they're like, what are they laughing at? Because halfway through the video, a man walks in in a gorilla suit, stands in front of the camera, waves, and then walks out. So many people who watch that video so focused on seeing how many times the ball is passed between the teams, they don't even notice the gorilla. So at the end of the video, they're like, did you notice the gorilla? And half of the room, if you ever play this in a room full of people, if people haven't seen it before, they, you know, people won't even notice. 
And this is the thing, our left brain, our logical brain, we like to keep things simple and talk in terms of the left and right brain. It's so hardwired to do one thing at a time that if you distract it and you're focusing on one thing, it won't always observe everything else going on. Whereas our right brain, the, the bit that's access, able to access the imagination and the creativity and the intuition side of things, that side can see everything. Now, when we're really stressed, we get pushed in to more of a fight or flight mode. And that kind of pushes us into a little bit more of a left brain state. Add that to the fact that in the Western world, school teaches us that, you know, you know, we have to value knowledge and we have to value logic. So we get trained to be in our left brain and not so much in our right. So we don't even notice what's going on around us. So there's loads of things that you can go and kind of play with and observe and look at and test yourself out and just start to open up your model of what's going on around you and be more visible of what is happening and what you can see around you. Because there's so much more happening than we see. So, that's our visual sense. Now, all of that other, all the other billions of bits of information that isn't getting fed back to us is still getting into our system. We're still picking that information up and it's going into the subconscious. So we're still observing things on some level and for me, that's really where the subtle senses kind of come in. It's all that other information that we're not consciously aware of is still there to be accessed. And if we really start to change our model of the world and our, our paradoxes of the world and start to understand what we're really capable of doing, then we can start to expand that narrow view of what we see, what we hear, what we touch and everything, and expand that into other realms. Now, all we need to do is have a framework for it and an understanding of it, like a touch point to it, and things will open up. I remember I was on a, early on in my journey, I was on a training course and we were doing a technique and three of us were working in one person. So we were taking it in turns to hold points and someone else was doing some of the work and, you know, we were just, you know, doing it as a team. And two of the women that I was working with, they were like, can you feel that? And I'm looking at them like they're, I'm like, are they just making that up? You know, like they were feeling something and they were looking at each other to validate that they were kind of feeling something. And I'm looking at them like they're complete idiots. You know, honestly, I was like, are you two for real? I can't feel anything. And at that moment, suddenly I noticed something and I went, oh, that's what they're feeling. And like, it was like it took them to kind of observe it for me and to point something out to me that was on a more subtle level. And then once that doorway was kind of open, then that was accessible for me. So as we kind of explore the world and we clear out our beliefs and we clear out our filters as to what we think we can and can't do, and we start to experience other perceptions, other ways of seeing the world, especially through opening the intuition, then that starts to really expand what we can and can't see, hear, feel, touch and taste. Now, we need boundaries to things. We don't want to be going suddenly listening and hearing every radio station as we walk around. 
<laughs> you know, we need to be able to tune into things. So that's why it's good to do tools that structure our intuition and structure the subtle senses. So we kind of turn it on and off and use it to kind of navigate things as and when we want to. So start to notice what you do and don't observe. And if you've got any feedback, you can just drop me an email, Eloise at intuitiontalks.com. And uh, yeah, go and hunt out that gorilla video. (laughs) See if you notice him. (laughs) Anyway, have a great week. Bye.